You're listening to Education Experts with EDX Education. Education is evolving. Join Heather Welch from EDX Education chatting with teachers, psychologists, parents, authors, creatives and other talented experts to keep up with the trends and what's happening from around the globe. This podcast series from EDX Education discusses home learning, school readiness, being creatives, changing in education, discussing what's next, hands-on learning, or as we like to say, learning through play. Hello everyone, it's Heather Welch, and I'm so excited again to chat about play, play play-based learning, as I like to say, learning through play at EDX Education. Over the past two years, we've chatted on the podcast with so many experts on this topic, created amazing educational resources and experiences and toys at EDX Education. Our last podcast, we looked at social emotional learning. We've looked at um, emotional regulation. We've looked at emotional wellness book with Genius to Play. And today we're going to discuss play ideas for children. And this is fun for me. So we're not going to be too technical. We're just going to talk about a whole lot of different ideas that we can put together. We're coming into the holidays. Weather's getting better in some parts of the world, and especially in my part of the world, so which is lovely. So first of all, let's look at some of our, our favourites. My favourites include independent, calm, sensory, construction, active, music, mindfulness and self-regulation play. We're going to have a quick look at a list and just have a chat about the different ones. So first of all, let's look at sensory play. And this is something I love, and you can do this at home, do it in a bathtub, you can do it in the mud kitchen, you can do it in a uh, playground you can do it at the beach if you're lucky enough to live near the beach and we look at sand and water you know you have an area where children can make it messy as i said in the kitchen outside and they can find toys they can see what floats what sinks as long as it doesn't have batteries and it you know can actually go in the water they can wash their cars another one we love to do is we freeze our cars in water we freeze our little matchbox cars and some of our little toys and then we watch them melt if the sun is shining and clean our toys the next one is oh nothing like play-doh or slime you can attempt to make it but otherwise with play-doh you can use things like cookie cutters forks plastic forks knives sticks or rolling pins and have lots of fun and the children will push with their fingers they develop their fine motor their dexterity they they have an amazing time. They can use their imagination. They can make a big castle. They can make a slime monster. You know, they can have so much fun. There's a really easy one you can do with corn. It's a corn flour and water. And it's like, it's very tactile for children to touch. If you can look it up online, um, corn flour and water and slime. And when you touch it, it feels hard, but then you can also feel soft as well. It's a really lovely tactile experience. Next is the tactile for sensory play. Let's look at, it doesn't have to be as messy. We could do tactile experiences rather than messy play. Um, we could use pasta or rice or materials to set up in the house or in the classroom. And the children, we can explore different materials like tin foil, baking paper, let them feel those textures and crunch them. If they can make like a uh, rainbow, they can paint it. You can make necklaces with the pasta. There's so many different things you can do for sensory play. And children love to be sensory with their hands. If they're not more messy, then you can do more tactile experiences. The next one is, oh, if it's a rainy day, if it's a cold day, or if you need some quiet time, a great thing to do with children is construction play. Let's build the tallest tower. Let's, you know, make the longest racetrack. Or the weirdest spaceship, you know, or the the biggest castle. 
you know, unlike board games, which, you know, are great for older kids, but sometimes construction games are not about competing against each other, but about, you know, breaking each other's child's limits, using their imagination. We use linking cubes all the time, my gears, and we make these amazing structures, which, you know, they, my children can do for hours and they don't necessarily follow the instructions, they make their own. They have followed the instructions. So we used to have this lovely saying where we say, copy the instructions, then we continue and then we create our own, the three C's, which is such an amazing way to look at a toy because then it's open-ended and there's no right or wrong. And children, that's what they like. You know, they can then create these amazing, cool structures. There's no right or wrong. They just have an amazing time. The next one is I'm going to talk about is a STEM product that we have at EDX Education. It's called the Rainbow Pebbles. And they're very tactile. There's a tactility about them. They can go in water, sand. They can be cleaned. And you can, you can use your fine motor skills to put them up, to stack them up, and you can make these amazing structures. We sort of have a joke. It's a kid-old product because a lot of adults like using them and making these amazing art forms with them, which is really lovely. So you look at the colours and the shapes, they use their fine motor skills. I mean, it's just all such an amazing play activity that you can do with construction toys. But apart from that, you can use recycled materials. I know when my children are on holidays, we save all the boxes and I save all the toilet rolls, everything, and newspapers, and we make a robot. We made Robot Bride last year because we put this big bride on her because someone was getting married. So... She stood at the table, I think, for the next two months. You know, we had Robot Bride as our, our extra person, our extra place at our t- kitchen table, which is actually quite funny. Um, always a conversation started when people came over. <laughs> but she was amazing. We painted her. It took her about two or three days to finish her up. She was a lovely. And lasted months and, you know, always a conversation that we had. It was about how we made it and all the different skills that we used. It was just such a lovely learning experience for my children to be able to look at, you know, what they could do with their imagination. So, so far we've looked at sensory and construction. Next of all, role play. Oh, children love a bit of role play. There's one that my my little boys do and they sometimes become the caregiver or the parent or the teacher. And they, I offer them some of the clothes. They take hats and bags and you know, it's, this is more my, my little child, not necessarily my largest one. And then they play with, grown, you know, their grown-up objects. They take my purse and they go around that he will buy he'll buy something from the shops and then, you know, you have to be careful at times with, you know, my mobile phone and things like that. But, you know, he loves playing grown-ups. So he copies my behaviour and models it. So it's really interesting because it reminds you how they do model your behaviour all the time. So that's just something that we have to remember and have to look at. The other one is my youngest like to play doggy with his friends and they turn into an animal. And what we do is, you know, we transform the table and make that the kennel or we transform an area and they become like, yeah, they become doggy and they, you know, they want to have a leash, they can have a leash or they can just run around the backyard or they can run around the area and they just, they talk about animals. And then we then, actually, it's funny, we now have the Tony's box, which is this amazing Tony's box where you can read stories and there's a whole lot of ones from the National Geographic so we had this one on whales and it's got, you know, now he pretends he's a whale, which is amazing because he's learned all this information while he's been doing it and then he becomes a whale. Or there's another one on horses and even I've learned a lot about horses and this is on this that plays the storybook and then he plays and listens to the information at the same time. So it's a great way to, you know, role play as well. The other one is the two boys could be superheroes. You know, one is going to save the world, one's the villain, one's not the villain. Um, and they, well, you know, all sorts they could be. What's their favorite? Superman, Spider Man. With these, they're 
great it's engaged with expressing their fears and they you know that they find tools to face them so for example if they're scared if they're going to go to jail if they're spider-man if they're the villain they're physically exploring their gross motor skills they're running really fast they're climbing trees they express courage all sorts i mean you do have to um supervise this kind of play because you know they do take risks and you know sometimes um toddlers aren't aware of the risk so sometimes you know, need to or it may end up in a physical fine and then you know you have to be aware of children if it does go too far maybe you can um you know you can help monitor it or you can help you know you know distract them in a different way I mean role play is such a lovely way I know that my children also you know used to play house or doctors and that was quite a fun way as well so the next one is active play. I mean, we love this at our house. I mean, there's a game that came out. It must have been. I never really heard of it until uh, during lockdown and COVID. It's called Flora's Lava. And, you know, we used to we build dens, we had obstacle courses all around the house and the Flora's Lava. It's not just in the living rooms. This could be an indoor game. It could be an outdoor game. You can do it either. And they they make these amazing obstacle courses, you know, with cushions, with toys, with balancing bars, all sorts of things. They have string, they have chairs. But we, I mean, do you know what? Nothing gets ruined. It all comes back together in the end. And it's such a lovely way to express their, their just express how they feel. Be active in a smaller space. They could be active outside and actually play together and interact and socialize and use language. It's such a wonderful game if you look at everything that you can do around it, you know, dens, obstacle courses. You know, the other one is if you're lucky enough to live in an amazing area which has some woodlands, you can go and make a den. But otherwise, you know, a den could be something at home where you could put a sheet over the table and you could be active, but, you know, you could make a den and then you could have, you could either use it not being that active and have a reading corner or you could do it and then you could have this amazing structure where you go through it and you build these dens and you make it bigger and you make it a house. I mean, it'd be, it's such a lovely way to be active. The next one is, and something that we loved a lot is we make a treasure map and we explore nature, we explore the house. And some things we, for my younger children, I do, for my younger child, I do this thing where I don't actually write the names. I like things for colors. So find five things that are yellow, find five things that are red, and then we find them. And then we actually put them in different parts of the house and we have a little map and then we get my older one to find them. Can they find those five things? And so they build their own treasure map. They explore it. Um, they then talk to each other about it. And it's a good activity and takes quite a while to get through as well. So, and you've got hand, you've got writing, drawing, talking, verbal, active. It's such a wonderful thing building treasure maps. The next we're going to look at is music. And that's another thing is music is such an important part in this household. It's a very calming thing. Children, my children have, you know, they have access to music all the time. Um, so we like to incorporate it in play. And one thing is like shadow dancing. This is quite fun. When you turn the lights off in the room and you give the children torches and they can make circles and dance around to the rhythm of the music. The other thing is you could just do puppets as well, like shadow puppets, where you just need a torch if you want to do calm time and do a sleepy time and have a good imagination. You can make a snake, you can make a doggy, a rabbit, just by using your fingers. Um, you can look up shadow puppets on the internet and it gives you ways if you're feeling a little bit lost of how to do it or overwhelmed um it's great to do before bed we've always loved it because we do our stories and we make up the stories together with our shadow puppets and we bring in different characters and then we go to sleep and it's such a lovely way to end your day together 
building that bond. The next one is you can make your own instruments. You can have rice in a shaker. You could fill it with beans, rice, pasta. You could have um, string instruments. We could have elastic bands. Use elastic bands. Um, you can even, we have this brilliant one where you use the linking cubes and you can make an air guitar. Such a wonderful thing. And it just looks exactly like a guitar. It's really fun to do that construction materials. You know, it's not about getting it a perfect result in music, but it's with that sound will come from it. Or you can even role play and use that sound with a musical, with music play. So music play is such a wonderful thing to add into your day. If you're finding you're at a little loss, it's minimal. You need minimal materials and you've got maximum result for play. The next one is is mindfulness play. I mean, this is an important one if you need to recenter as a family or even as a as a group. And there's you know there's lots of ones online. There's cosmic yoga. You can have a look at cosmic yoga if you'd like to do that. If you want to follow, there's she's got lots of ones that you know interact with like the minions and all sorts of um, Disney trolls, all sorts of ones you can have a watch. It's on YouTube. But look, you can yoga and stretching. You can ask your children to stretch their legs forward and to come back. You can stand, you can downward dog, shrug their shoulders, deep breathing. There's lots of different ones to follow. It's great for mindfulness and centering children. The other one is balance. You can tell them to stand up and pretend they're walking along a tightrope and see if they can do it on their tippy toes and just do it in different ways. Maybe even put a towel down, put a piece of string, some tape. The other one is breathing. So imagine you're breathing, your belly is your favourite p- colour and you breathe in and you inflate that balloon and you breathe out and just getting them for mindfulness, just coming back to centre. The next one we're going to look at is there's good things for self-regulation play and this is something that I find quite important and we have over the years done a lot without my own children and actually teaching. One of the games that I've always found is very good is red light, green light. Children move around, green light, and they stop, but they don't stop and they run around, they dance, you call it, and then they got to not get caught when they say red light. It's a great way for children to, with no equipment and no preparation, if you just need them to move and to get a bit out. So you say green light and they're running around and you say orange light and then they stop and do a bit of a wiggle and a dance and you say red light and they have to centre. And there's no right or wrong. You're just trying to get them to bring them back, their attention back. Another one is freeze dance. We love this. So you dance around and when the music stops, you freeze, like musical statues. Um, there's all sorts of, you can do storytelling together. So you can choose three items around the house. It could be a banana, a chair and a pencil, or it could be a computer, a water bottle and a car. And you can make up a story where you all come together and you all come together talking about it, which is a great way to interact together. If you're ever stuck for ideas, there is a great new initiative that came out from the Genius of Play you can look it up, it's geniusupply.org, and they have this thing called the Emotional Wellness Games Handbook. It's developed um, in cooperation with Talia, Talia Filippi and uh, the Genius Supply team, and it's got some great games. So just head up over there and have a look. It's got some great ideas for play for the holidays. So today we had a chat about sensory play, construction play, role play, active play, and music play mindfulness, self-regulation, and then I've directed you to the Emotional Wellness Games within the Genius of Play and from that are available now on geniusofplay.org. So it's one of the great things to have a look at for extra games if you're looking for things to do in the holidays. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast on Play, Learn and Create with EDX Education. 
If you want to hear more, remember to subscribe to our channels and we look forward to speaking to you soon. Bye. There are so many exciting developments happening right now in education. EDX Education would love to hear from you, so do get in touch or subscribe to our podcast, which is available on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, TuneIn, and so many more. This podcast series is brought to you by Heather Welch from EDX Education, as she'd like to say, let's create lifelong learners. 